Hey, are are you okay? <laughs> I, I had a drink last night. I went out for a drink last night. Were you overserved, my I love? I was certainly overserved. Yeah, it was not, not my your fault. fault. No. No, I, I didn't. It's not that I overconsumed. It's that I, I, I was overserved. I don't know if I'm going to get through this today. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to go on to Vegas on, yeah. a, on a no. <laughs> I'm thinking we're going to have two different days of recording here. <laughs> Best of luck to all involved. <laughs> Patricia. Hi, you guys. Remember? Hi. Hi, you guys. Hi, you guys. Uh, I, I, I want to do this whole thing in my nose. Yeah. Hi. Sounds like, hi. Yeah, well, you're, you're 10 for 10 right now. Good job. 100% A plus on that. You guys, if you want more of these shenanigans, join us on the Patreon. Every month you get three full ad-free bonus episodes. I think we've got over 12 or 13 bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. If you would have said 100, I would have agreed. Because I, I feel like I've been doing this since I, the year one. So I, I go with whatever you say. You guys, we start. What was the first series we covered? I I don't know. What was it called? Uh, Snapped. Snapped. And then now we're doing Cedo Evil. I gotta tell you, girl. I think that our bonus Patreon episodes are some of our funniest material. <laughs> it's really every fun. time we go to record the bonus episodes, we're like, oh, we're letting our hair down. We're yeah. really we're really gonna be ourselves <laughs> now. We've had no one to impress. No. <laughs> you really see our underbellies. <laughs> Um, also join the Facebook group Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group. Tell them about the Friday Night Live. Oh, honey, that what? voice. What girl? It's just really. Yeah, this is how I lost my voice on Cameo. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you I were did. on Cameo for four days, and then you just pieced out. You're like, yeah, oh, no, this life isn't for me. No. <laughs> Every Friday night we go live on our Instagram at the Disappeared Pod at 6 p.m. We take your questions. We talk about the episodes. Usually, we we about 10 minutes in, we make a left turn and start talking about something else. That that are that has brought our attention to it. So you never know. But join us, 6 p.m. Eastern. We're there every Friday. Tell me one good thing that happened to you this week. Well, every Friday I march into work, so excited just to be able to come to work, to sit with you, to yeah. be at the booth. And I was greeted by a little sleeping baby. He was asleep on the couch, drooling on his pillow. All right, you guys, season four, episode 13. These seasons get longer and longer. Yeah, I don't, we're on episode 100. <laughs> it tells the story of the disappearance of Tina McQuaig. Tina McQuaig. A young mother is about to achieve her goal of becoming a pharmacist. She had been studying for about two or three months, and the next month she was going to take the, the test to get her certification. One evening after leaving work in Jacksonville, Florida... She mysteriously vanishes. And I said, something's wrong here. Something's wrong. And somebody needs to start doing something. When her abandoned car is discovered, authorities are baffled by the location. Tina's car was parked as though she was meeting someone and left her car and left with that person. As detectives dig deeper into her life, Tina's secrets start spilling out. And this best friend had more knowledge about her than I would say a husband had about her. He said, well, you don't understand. This ain't like her. She wouldn't do anything like this. An unexpected turn of events leads the investigation much closer to home than anyone could have imagined. What their thought and who their person of interest was, he was part of the family. We um, we took a little hiatus, but we back. <laughs> We're back in Florida. We're back at, hey, Florida, you up? You go... <laughs> We just text Florida. Hey, Florida, we're coming for you again. Why do you always wear a hat on Fridays? Why, what's with the hat? Does it bother you? You have such beautiful hair. Why are you covering it up? Aww. With an ugly hat. <laughs> it's not an ugly hat. I love this hat. I love hats. I've always been a hat person. It's just I've always been home recording, uh-huh. so you never see out in my natural habitat. Okay. Out. You're out of your mind. <laughs> so we're learning that this Tina McQuaig is 27 years old. She treasures her life in Baldwin, Florida. That's kind of a lie. Yeah. I don't think she really actually does, girl. We're going to find some things out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in a word, how do they describe the community? I don't know. The quiet rural community. Rural. The, oh, yeah. The oh, community yeah. is rural. Rural. It's rural. Rural. <laughs> it's rural. It's rural. Rural. <laughs> 
I can say it either way. Um, so we're going to talk to a man who is the husband of Tina, and his name is O-T-T-I-S. I know. I know. What does that spell? You guys, it spells Otis, but no. It's not Otis. It, they say Otis. So I'm going to struggle with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, and it's not his fault. I'm not even mad at his uh-huh. mom, Mama Vicky. I'm yeah. just confused. Otis. And I'm also not that smart. And I'm looking at my notes. And every time I look at my notes, it says Otis. But it's Otis. I just wrote, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Otis, you say? <laughs> oh, come I, on. I mean, after an entire lifetime of correcting people, can't you just go by Otis? Yeah. You it know my me. friend, Gavin. Yeah, I think Sp- he's really hot. Spelled G-A-V-I-N. Yeah. And it's Gavin. Yeah, or that's he, a weird choice. I Why? Why? I, I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> so we learned that, like, their families all live very close to each other. We had a lot of family that lived out there with a lot of kids, a lot of nieces and nephews. So every weekend was either a birthday party or a cookout. Every weekend was like a barbecue, and I went, that's too much family. That's yeah, just too yeah. much family, girl. Yeah. I love my family, too. I don't. Did you burp? No, I didn't burp. Did you burp? No. Why do you, you, you guys, we are in a podcast booth that is ventless and windowless. She sits here and burps and farts the entire two hours. First of all, I have never farted in front of you. That's impossible, because <laughs> girls don't fart. <laughs> You're going to get some okay, feedback so on that, I Ellen Marsh. Would, what, that girls don't yeah, fart? Uh-huh. Okay, click your heels three times and go fuck yourself, okay? I'm drinking my bubbly. So they were a close family. Are you going to talk today, or is it just going to be me with no voice? Uh, honestly, you... I, you Did you take notes on this, or you I watched watch it? it? I didn't watch it. You, so they're a really close family. They, we see a bunch of... <laughs> You guys, it's going to be like 10th grade. This is why the husbands hate us. I know, I know, Everybody's I know. Everybody's like, I love your show, but my husband hates you. I have to sneak into the closet we I, like, with my headphones to go listen to you because I have a threat of divorce on us. This is why. I got to tell you, this is about to become 10th grade math where Ellen's just going to start looking at my notes. <laughs> She's just going to start looking at my notes that are well taken and color coded. And all your misspellings. Oh my God. Anyway, she it's was- Otis. A, We meet Mama Linda and Mama Linda is Tina's mom and says- Tina loved everything. Everybody. She was just one of those huggers and smoochers, you know, just loved everybody. And we learned that Otis, that was work, that was work just then. (laughs) Tina and Otis met in high school. They met when they were 16, and basically they were at a birthday party. Don't tell the story like it's cute. It's not 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 a cute cute. story. It's not cute. I'm going to get to it. It was my 16th birthday party, and I was at my friend's house, and I've seen her a couple times pass. I tell her, hey, it's my birthday, give me a hug. And uh, last time I passed her, I said, hey, it's my birthday. Give me a kiss. It's my birthday. Give me a kiss. And and that's where romance died. Right there. <laughs> in that moment, in Florida, wherever the fuck town it was. Like, men, stop doing that. Yeah. Everyone, stop. It's my birthday. Get You sexually assaulted her at a party, and now you're married. Yeah, it's basically like, hey, baby, why don't you smile? I'll, be, I'll tell oh, you why I don't smile. God. Because your fucking face, and I'm concentrating, and I'm a woman, and I got shit to do and bills to pay, and that's yeah. why I'm not fucking smiling, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> So we learned that they then- Now you're get, just going to steamroll me yeah, the whole time, I yeah. guess. <laughs> we, le- we then learned that they get married in 1995. Now, I want to describe this 1995 wedding to you, just for a visual for All those of the you. All the 1990s weddings looked like they were in the 80s. I know. Every last I one of them. I wrote an 80s wedding, and, I was, yeah, and then, they, no. then they said they got married in 95. Imagine a bead factory and a taffeta factory oh, yeah. had an explosion yeah, yeah, yeah. and made a dress. Okay? Now, yeah. n- now that's- that's number one. Now, here's the gag. Now, this dress was high fashion. I'm yeah. acknowledging that it was high fashion in, in 1995. Was it avant-garde it a la was, Brianna Maitland? It was avant-garde Avant-garde fashion. in Ver- northern Vermont. Listen, live your puffy lace dreams, my queen. It's just know that it's going to be funny looking in 30 years, okay? I just... A lot of fashion mistakes were made in the 90s and we're yeah. paying for them today. I, I mean, the bridesmaids no. weren't any worse, any no. better. The bridesmaids were this blue, green taffeta. And Tina had this really, really exquisite idea to not hold flowers, but to hold little fans. Yes. Did you notice that? <laughs> 
Which again, probably seemed uh-huh. like a really epic and forward idea 30 years ago, but now it's super cringe, sis. It's super cringe. I gotta say, at your wedding, like your bridesmaids' dresses were gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, they were they were gorgeous. They were just like Calvin Klein off-the-rack dresses. And yeah. They were, and I wanted them to be, you know, it's like the old thing, like, I want you to wear it again. Like, no, you actually could I wear my dresses again. That morning, you were like, the marriage isn't gonna work, so the bridesmaids' dresses should. Honestly, and my flowers were gorgeous. My flowers were perfect. Perfection. The marriage, not great. Not great. The flowers <laughs> and the food, I will talk about till the day I die. I mean, he was trash, but let me tell you about the steak dinner we had at my fucking wedding, all right? Oh my God. You he's could cut so it with a butter hot. knife. He's really good looking. Okay. He's got that body. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the flower girl? Because I got five minutes on the flower girl, too. <laughs> Yeah, let's hear the material. I want to hear it. I'm just saying. So we got this picture, (laughs) and you zoom into this flower girl, and this flower girl can only be described as a children of the corn statue. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because everyone is smiling, and the flower girl is looking like she knows these outfits aren't lit, and she knows the secret, but she didn't have a choice in the matter, and she's not telling anyone. Also, this flower girl had places to be. We were interrupting her schedule. She had places to be, and it didn't include this wedding. I want to is the person who dares to ask Daisy Tipton Hines to be a fucking flower girl at their wedding? She will literally flip off every picture. Like she'll be in the corner just yeah. with like this, just, just like a little finger. Did, is she flipping the bird? And at you're just bride? like, yeah. It's Daisy. It's, yeah, just it's Daisy. Daisy. With her certification exam looming ahead, she squeezes in time to study when she can. Otis is also getting ready for his mechanics test. We were both up and coming, you know, on our way. Otis is training to be an air conditioning technician. Tina's gotten a job. Um, she's like a pharmacist assistant or something, but she gets a job at a hospital and she wants to go like full-fledged pharmacist. So she's in pharmacist training school and he's in air conditioning tech training school. Things are happening. Yeah. Can you imagine? Did you you burped again? I Give, did. You can't, no, you can't have any more of this. Oh my God. Only plain water. You are trash. You are absolute trash. I didn't burp. I just turned my head. You are trash. I can't believe you would come into my podcast booth and burp at me over and over <laughs> and over again. You're exhausting. I'm exhausted. I had a drink <laughs> last night. Did I mention that? She so, went out. <laughs> Aw, actually, you deserve a night out. Thank you. You guys, the story, it really all the story happens in the first five minutes. There's not a whole lot to get through here. Remember so. the wedding? That yeah. was it. That was it. <laughs> so we're at Wednesday, March 15th, 2000. Otis has an air conditioning mechanic exam in the morning. Now, the thing I love about this podcast yeah. is all the things I consistently learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about it, one should know how a central air conditioner works. Sure. I just thought there was a manual. I didn't know there was like an exam on it. I feel good about it. Here's the thing. If I bought like a $5,000 air conditioner and it stopped working on day two, I would throw it out and get a new one. I'm not calling a technician. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't. But um, (laughs) remember when we worked in restaurants and you had to have a test on the menu? Oh, yeah. And you had to like know everything on the menu? It's, It's ramps. You know, it was years before I knew that it wasn't like Harcourt Verts, that it's Harry Corvair. Oh, you're adorable. You're adorable. <laughs> I'm gutter trash. I was raised on American chopped suey and like homemade macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you do know that some things can stay inside our heads, right? Just, you know uh-huh. that, right, babe? Yeah. Just... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, how many ingredients in our secret balsamic vinaigrette? Oh, like 18. Yeah, I don't know fucking George. I it's know, a, It's I know. vinaigrette. It's vinaigrette. Well, in case someone has an allergy. So- <laughs> fuck their allergy. You have an allergy to vinaigrette, <laughs> Greg? Okay. Uh, all I know is that Otis is very nervous about his exam, but he's trying to have a nice morning anyway. The day that I took my test, we got dressed together that morning to go to work. We gave each other a kiss, said I love you, and she went on to work. It is a normal day. He sets off to go to his test and Tina heads off to work. She spoke to her dad a couple times that day. We meet Papa Elmer. Yes. How cute is Papa Elmer? Papa Elmer is very cute. Yeah. Papa Elmer was talking to Tina that day about some property purchases. They were just kind of like mulling yeah. about regular life business. I mean, it, the important thing to know is that like Tina made it to work. And right. we know that because like Tina was talking to her dad on the phone that day. And then Otis gets home. Like she's got to work. He's got the exam. He gets home first. And his sister 
is babysitting. They have a four-year-old. Tina and Otis have a four-year-old named Tyler. And Otis's sister is babysitting, and she's like, oh, Tina called and said she was going to be late. So She had to run to the grocery store. Yeah, and so Otis is like, fine. He starts making dinner. And, like, Tina just never shows up. With dinner ready to go, Otis waits for his wife. He puts Tyler to bed. But soon, he becomes irritated and a little puzzled. Yeah, he, he actually gets annoyed, which I totally understand. I'm sorry, but like, I knew there was something wrong with this marriage when she didn't show up for hours. His first thought was annoyance and not worry. Well, no, because, you know, like, you think like, well, why didn't you tell me you were going to be late? How late are you going to be? Like, lost track of the time. He's just assuming she's going to the grocery store and then yeah. grocery store turned into CVS and then CVS turned into the wine store. Yeah, and like, we're going to learn that she doesn't have a cell phone. This is 2000, so it's not like everyone had a cell phone. Well, I actually looked this up and according to the web that is of the wide one, uh, you know that one? <laughs> the worldwide one? The worldwide one. Oh my God. Did you know that only 28.3% of Americans had a cell phone in 2000? I don't think I did. I got my first cell phone in 2000, but towards the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, if you had a cell phone back then, it was either a Nokia, the one with that snake game. Yeah, 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 Remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Maybe that Maybe a game. couple years later, you got a Razor phone, but the yeah. point is, it wasn't, I mean, yeah. the point is, no one lives like that, and no one lives like that anymore. No, everyone has a phone. So, Otis calls Tina's mom. She hasn't seen her. The mom's like, Otis called us about 6, 6.30, and he asked me if I'd seen Tina. I said, no, I haven't seen Tina. Why? Well, she hasn't come home from work yet, he said. I said, well, maybe she's with some friends or something, and they decided to stop off and have a drink or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she went out with her friends and got hammered. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Mama Linda, Ixnay on the hammer day. No, let's not. Let's... I'm not sure where she is, but she's probably hammered with her friends. Yeah. yeah. You know? Did you did you try that, Otis? He's yeah. like, actually, we're going to learn that Otis doesn't notice a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So that very well could have been the ending to the story. Honest is in the world the way that you are on the highway. Correct. You know what I mean? Yes, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. fair, and I'm not going to argue I with also you. love that Like, if I didn't make it home, I feel like if Steve was calling around, that everyone would be like, did you check the bar, yeah. girl? Yeah. Did, did you, have you looked at the bars? Where would you check for me if I was missing? What a dumpster, because you are dead for sure. <laughs> She's a mouthy one. Yeah. She mouthed off. Yeah. She for sure said something and she probably got shot. There's no world in which I'd be like, I, maybe she's at the grocery store. No, that bitch is dead. Yeah. yeah. Also, does anybody know a funny woman? I need a new co-host. <laughs> I don't know. But she's down. Don't look for her. Just look at dumpsters. So it's 9 p.m. and Otis decides to drive to the hospital to just see what's going on to make sure her car didn't break down I on was the like, way. Otis, girl, did you get a babysitter? Yep. Am I the only one that remembered there's a four-year-old asleep upstairs? I know. I thought that, too. I'm sure he, like, got a neighbor or something like so that. I'm not so sure. No. I'm not so sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, you guys. So he drives to the hospital and he is sort of circling the parking lot because this is super weird. Since the parking garage gates are down... Otis can't tell if Tina's car is inside or not. The gates to the parking area are closed. I was like, I'm so sorry. Aren't hospitals always open? Why are we closing the gates at 9 p.m.? Did you think that was weird? Yeah. You know what? Let's close, just close the close the gates. It's, it's slow. Yeah. It's, there's nobody. Nobody's here tonight. I'm good. Tracy, you want to you cut early. Yeah. We're, but we're 86 I'm a, patients. But I'm a brain surgeon. Yeah. I'm the only one here. Now we're good. Yeah. Let's call it a night. Also, could you close the gates to the parking garage yeah. on your way? <laughs> like, why are those gates? I don't know. Around 10.30 p.m., Otis decides to call the police, but they tell him they can't offer any assistance. They're telling me that she needs to be missing for 24 hours. I said, well, you don't understand. This ain't like her. She wouldn't do anything like this. The cops are like, girl, we got to wait 24 hours. There's nothing we could do. He goes home and try- we are told he tries to stay awake. Doesn't work. Does it doesn't work. He had that big bowl of pasta all by himself. Remember he made dinner and then nobody came home? He's tired. Otis is tired. It's been a long day. He woke up early. He was stressed out. He had to go take his exam. Yeah. He had to put Tyler to bed all by his fucking self. Yeah, all by you know, himself. You know, Tyler skipped the bath that night. Yeah. You know? He's like, oh, God. Why are dads the worst? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love dads. My daughter's dad is wonderful. Okay. So it's the next day, March 16th, 2000. We're, we're still in Jacksonville, Florida. He wakes up and she's still... Still not home. So, I feel like because he passed out trying to stay awake, I feel like he didn't set an alarm. Yeah. And I feel like he woke up like, 
Yeah. At like 9.45 a.m. On the couch. Yeah. No, it was 6 a.m. They tell us it was 6 a.m. He calls Mama Linda and she and he's like, hey, she's still not home. So yeah. he tries calling the sheriff's department. Like he at first he called the police and then he called the sheriff. And yeah. they're like, no, 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 no. Dude, we told you. 24 hours. But then Tina's dad's like, let a real man handle this. He was getting nowhere. So I just finally said, give me the phone. I said, this is her father. I know that she wouldn't have taken off. I said, she got a four-year-old son that she that the son rose and sat on. And I said, Something, something's wrong here. Somebody needs to start doing something. In this moment, Papa yeah. Elmer is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Papa yeah. Elmer's like, who's your boss? Yeah. Great. Let me talk to your boss. Uh, let me talk to your boss. Like, yeah. I will let me speak to the boss of the boss totally. until I get the answer yeah. that I want. <laughs> Turns out... Papa Elmer gets shit done because they're like, okay, we're heading over. So the cops like literally, they're like, all right, you know, we're going. We're we're we're, we're on yeah. we're on this now. The cops go over to the hospital. They they question her coworkers. Nothing unusual. And then we learn that there's like surveillance video. Is this the real surveillance yeah, video yeah. or it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see her. We see Tina like leaving the elevator, getting into her car, and driving away. And the important thing is she's alone. It's right. not like somebody's following her or she's with another person. Like we see her actually leave the building. It's very haunting. And we see her leave the parking lot. Yeah. Nothing was suspicious. Nothing was abnormal. And so- she's like, you know what? Shut this parking lot down, actually, yeah. on my way she out. Just, <laughs> <laughs> and it just, like, comes down. She's like, yeah, no one, no one needs their cars. I'm going to be We're the good. last one out tonight, yeah. you know? We learn here that, like, the media gets a hold of the story, and we get this one reporter who's like... Oh. It was a case that had some profile to it because it was somebody who wasn't expected to be gone. I mean, she was... She was in a profession. She was going to be taking some tests to, uh, you know, to advance her career. I mean, she had things to do in her life. You know, we were interested because she's not the kind of person this kind of thing should happen to. And, like, the implication is that, like, there's lots of people this shit should happen to, but not her. She seems nice. I just, I'm I'm actually, his name is Dan Treen. Yeah. And I'm very curious as to why he's here. I, yeah. He's, like, it is weird. It was like, not a whole lot happens. Can anyone find a reporter? That's what I, that's yeah. like, like, ID was like, ugh, we need a couple more talking heads <laughs> sometimes there's just like dozens yeah, like yeah, and yeah. sometimes they were like it was just like what do you have something to say yeah yeah uh, uh hold on give me a second give me a second um yeah uh <laughs> it just she didn't she didn't seem like the type of person that yeah. would go missing yeah great yeah you got that <laughs> print it print it he's a reporter yeah he's like not even from jacksonville right he's like <laughs> He's like from Albuquerque. They're like, it's fine. No, I love, no, no. there was no question either. They just sit him down. They're like, could you say just anything? Yeah. We need about 30 seconds. I do love that Dan sat down. And he's like, anyone know what we're talking about? It's Florida. It could yeah. be anything. Yeah. I'm prepared. I'll talk about it's whatever. Just this emoji. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just the arms up in the air. We're rolling though. Yeah, we're just- rolling. <laughs> So days are going by. There's no new leads. And it's March 19th. It's four days since she was last seen. And there's a break. I don't understand the chain of custody here. But like a friend of the dad's, the daughter of a friend of the dad, the daughter. Okay. Oh, one more time. Come on. Take a breath. <laughs> Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Let's do this together. We're going to figure it out. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to hold your hand. The daughter of the. F- baby, baby, yeah. baby, listen. <laughs> it was, it was Papa Elmer's dad's. It was Papa no, Elmer's no. Oh, you thought you were going to be I know, I know. It was Elmer's friend's daughter. Right. That was it. Right. It was his buddy's daughter. I'm... It was just a pal and her daughter. Yeah, that's exactly right. But she finds the car in a Walmart parking lot. Do you know what my next question is going to be? What? How do people notice things? I know. Well, the thing is, Papa Elmer, everyone immediately goes from we found the car to the body's definitely in the trunk. Well, once they found the car, everybody out there naturally wants to go over there and I pretty much took control and said I'm going over there and uh, but I want everybody else to stay here and I wouldn't tell them why. What Elmer doesn't express to his family is his overwhelming fear that they will find his daughter in the trunk of that car. This is so Listen, the, I love how yeah. realistic these parents are. Yeah. They were like, we just want to know. But can we have a couple more steps before a body in the trunk? Just a couple. I know. Just like anything. Just like maybe Has she anyone, re- Maybe she's in the Walmart. Yeah. Maybe you know she, I mean? Is the car have gas? Is yeah. there a flat yeah. tire? Yeah. Do we have to go right to a body in the trunk? Like, you guys, we found the car. Why is the body in the trunk, but not the but the woman's not in the Walmart? Let's just look at the 
Walmart He literally first. was like, Papa Elmer was like, I just, I wanted to get in that trunk. I wanted to see if the, I wanted to see my baby girl was in that. And no, they were like, sir, this is a crime scene. He's like, just open the trunk. I know. And one of the cops, just with all the tact and grace yeah. in the world, was like. I spoke with the officer and uh, I asked him if he had any idea whether she could possibly be in the trunk. And uh, he said, no, she was in there, you know, after four days, you know, odors and what have you, they would know it. No, girl, she's not in the trunk. If she'd have been there for four days, we'd have smelled her. Yeah, and then we'd Papa Elmer was like, her. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good point, good point. So the interesting thing is we're, we meet Detective Warren, and Detective Warren, Warren, Detective Warren explains that. Detective the, Warren? <laughs> Detective Warren? That's how you said it. Detective Warren. Let me hear Jennifer. And Detective Warren. <laughs> See? <laughs> Detective so, Warren. He explained the way the car was parked. It wasn't parked like she was parking there to go shopping. Tina's car was parked close to the entryway of the parking lot adjacent to Normandy Boulevard as though she was meeting someone and left her car and left with that person. So it looked like she was pulling up to like meet and maybe chat with someone and then the car was left there. Which, if it was that suspiciously parked, yeah. why'd it take four days for someone to notice? Because they're all probably people like me. Yeah. I answered my own question. My thing here though is that like the dad is like the body's in the trunk. Right. And the cop is like she definitely hopped in somebody else's car and like took off never to be seen again. Right. I was like how about we just look for some fucking evidence? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we actually do the actual police work of figuring out what happened rather than everyone just assuming it's always the worst case scenario. What do I Am I the mayor of this fucking town? <laughs> Babe, yeah. that's really rich coming from you. <laughs> Why are we all thinking about worst case scenarios? <laughs> Why is everyone being so dramatic? Yeah. <laughs> when does that ever get anyone anywhere? Yeah, meanwhile, you've called the cops on me 12 times today. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How's your glass home? Anyway, uh, so they tow the vehicle in order to process it. Now, it should be said that the Walmart was not on her way home. She was yeah. supposed to go to a grocery store, but they've already gone to that grocery store to see if they could find anything. So the main question is, why was she at this Walmart? Why did she drive there? Did she go there right after work? And the keys are not in her car and neither are her purse. Yeah. So the family's like, it doesn't make any sense why she would be at this Walmart. And the cop was like, did you, is this thing on? Yeah. No, she <laughs> went there to meet somebody and she took off with that guy. Yeah. The cop was like, this actually makes perfect sense. Right. So they're looking for everything. They bring in the pups. They search the area. There's just no clue or no traces of her to be found anywhere. And then they start to dig into her personal life and marriage. Yeah. The same cop who's like, if she was in the trunk, we just smelled her, says. When we talk into the husband, you hear information that their marriage wasn't the best of marriages. And uh, you go from there. This cop loves having the tea. This cop <laughs> yeah. loves having the tea, you guys. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have a pullover situation here very soon. So I'm just giving you a prep for the pullover situation. So just like I take love, in your surroundings. Whenever you say that, I always imagine people being like, oh, shit. And like they, they, now they're looking in the rear view. Yeah. They're trying to get over. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, how much time do I have? I, I'm three minutes from home, but I don't want to overshoot it. I could pause right now. <laughs> I uh, love you all. Blinkers, just blink. I, I always imagine that it happens at the same time. 40 cars just pull off the highway. <laughs> so, so let's just dive right into this. So three months previous to Tina going missing, she had gone to Otis and asked for a divorce. I literally like, girl, it's Otis. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really, I'm really, really making an effort. Totally, totally, totally. So, yeah, and Otis, of course, will, like didn't want her to go. Wait, no, no, no. No. Okay. Otis was blindsided. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Otis, Otis doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's always paying attention to the needs of his wife. Right. You know what I mean? But like, you know, listen, speaking as a damaged and divorced woman, yeah. you know when this shit's percolating, okay? Yeah. And Otis was like- Dana had come to me and talked to me about she wasn't happy. It was just a shock. I, it, it was something out of the ordinary. She did ask for divorce. I couldn't believe it. And I didn't want her to go. I just imagine Tina being like, hey, dude, I want a divorce. He's like, yeah. Mo what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Is that because is that of that casserole that I couldn't make the other? <laughs> What's this about, Tina? 
Like, he, this sweet baby had no idea that she was really, really unhappy. So... He so convinces he, her to stay. He's like, could you just stay through the holidays? She's like, okay, fine, I'll stay till like January 1st. And then she has a change of heart and decides not to leave. Yeah, maybe he started stepping up his game and realizing he was going to lose his wife. And maybe he started doing the nice things, you know, like putting the fucking toilet seat down <laughs> and buying her a fucking flower every once in a goddamn while. I don't know. Am I the only one who's starting to feel like this is a she left on purpose situation gone wrong? I never thought of that. Yeah. But that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously due to their strained relationship status, they look into Otis. And oh, I mean, I, I just wanted to make one other point. We're only hearing the she decided not to leave me. She was going to say we're only hearing that from Otis. Well, yeah, but she had said that she was going to leave in January and this is March. Yeah. I mean, maybe she couldn't. Maybe sis couldn't find a, an apartment. Yeah. You so- know what I mean? <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, okay, so here, so here's my pullover situation. Yeah. The fact that they made a meal out of this, this, their relationship being strained is every relationship has their problems. And I'm not speaking from my damage and my trauma. Uh-huh. It's coming from real life. Like these curated fantasies, these hashtag couple goals, whatever Haley with a GH on Instagram says about her <laughs> fucking perfect life with your matching outfits and your pictures and your yeah. spotless white kitchen. That's not real life. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> real life is paying bills, dealing with health concerns. Real life is growing separately while trying to grow together, realizing your partner is a fucking mouth breather. Okay? Yeah, but when you had a body like that, there's a lot you forgive. You realize I mean? you're strapped with a sociopath who yeah. puts the empty containers back in the refrigerator like nothing <laughs> and doesn't re-zip the cheese properly. No, so you, you know guys... that shit's going to dry out. That's real life. Everyone knows you leave the empty containers on the counter for somebody else to deal with. I'm just saying, look at him because he's the husband, because yeah. it's always the husband of the boyfriend, not because they're having problems. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> if they were only looking at people that had problems, you'd get dragged in for every one of these things. I'd be like, oh, again? I yes, I hated him. He couldn't say, he, did I tell you he was a mouth breather? I, know. <laughs> I already said that. So Otis tells us that his interrogation process was really heated. Well, and like we, he actually does a line reading for us. Yeah. He actually gives us a scene where, where he, the, Jennifer, can you just play this? Because it's so bananas. They had even uh, at one time started in a, in a slow tone question and ended into a yelling at me. And that's why you did it, didn't you? And I was like, no. No. He had an alibi. He was at work the day she went missing, and he also volunteered to a polygraph test. Yeah. And it it proved that there was no deception, and so they eliminated him. But not before before dragging him. <laughs> they dragged him for a minute. If you thought that air conditioning tech test was hard, yeah. no, honest. Try getting out of a murder rap when your wife goes missing, girl. He's like, I didn't even, I didn't even know I, she was still mad at me. <laughs> I think she was. I know she was mad at me, but I didn't murder her. <laughs> like poor Otis. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. he, there's a couple more things he misses. Yeah. There's there's a couple more breadcrumbs. Yeah. So at this point, she's been missing for weeks. They're checking her bank activity. There's nothing there. The family gets flyers made. They're distributing them all over Jacksonville. We learned that Jacksonville is 750 square miles. That's big. That's real big. Yeah, I, I knew that. You did? Do you also know Jacksonville, even though it's in Florida, it's like the South? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, they have, like... In what way, says? Dig yourself a little deeper. No, it's... No, literally, like, it's, like, cowboys and line dancing. I've been... Do you remember Katie Johnston from yeah. Emerson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from Jacksonville, and we went to go visit her, and I was like, this is the South. <laughs> like, they have, like, belt yeah. buckles yeah. And, and hats and everything. They, I went line dancing. <laughs> I love Katie Johnston. She's amazing. I went line dancing. <laughs> So, you guys, this is where Patrick gets really confused. Okay. I thought something really different than what was happening was happening. Okay. So, we learn about this co-worker friend of Tina's. After interviewing Tina's friends and co-workers, they discovered that Tina had a close friend named Tammy, who seemed to know more about Tina McQuaig than anyone else. Well, I start to be like... Hold on a second. What's going on with Tammy? So we learned that Tammy and Tina are like party girls. Yeah. They love to like go out probably to the local Chili's for happy hour. They yeah. get schnockered. 
Right. I love that. I want to hang out with Tammy and Tina. Then Detective Warren says she had knowledge of things her husband never knew about. I was like, yeah, dude, it's called girl talk. Yeah. I know you don't like girl talk. What do you mean? I once said to Daisy that we had girl talk, and you said we don't say that. We don't have girl talk. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's it's called secrets. Women are allowed to express their feelings to people other than their husbands. Yes, I agree. Okay. So, but I thought we were going in a lesbian direction in case that's oh. not clear. I thought we were going in a lesbian direction, girl. Oh, that would have been so good. Well, because what happens is they somehow, Tammy and Otis are together and they the cops like have them come down to the station and the cop says, okay, Tammy, tell us about the affair. And I went, oh my God, does disappear to have its first gaze? Yeah, yeah, no. no. But Tammy has all the secrets <laughs> yes. is what she does have because she's a down bitch. She Where- hasn't told anyone because she's a down Fucking bitch. Why don't we have any stories about gays on Disappeared? Where are the gays? You know that gays would go disappearing in the most fabulous fucking way. Those stories would be fascinating. Gays at the gate? Gays at the the lake the lake bottom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> what if like in like season like eight, they were like, back to Lake Seminole, <laughs> a man named Jeremy goes missing. And we're like, what? <laughs> so- I went, I went, is this Disappeared's first gay? What is happening? And then I went, oh. Wait, no, it's a dude. No, yeah. <laughs> Tammy had to tell Otis that Tina was having an affair with a co-worker. And again, Otis blindsided. Totally blindsided. He was like, my what? Otis is stunned. He had no clue that Tina had any kind of relationship with another man. They took her into another room and talked to her for about a half hour and then commenced to tell me things that I really didn't want to hear. So they had me upset. I was upset. I feel like Otis is a little bit like me, which is like no matter what my weight, no matter what my clothes situation is, I look in the mirror every day and I'm like, you're pretty hot. Aw, you are <laughs> hot. You're the hottest. No, you're not like Otis. Otis is, is sweet baby. He is not paying attention. I, I, he is not paying attention to the demise of his relationship. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I do know people like that that are just like kind of oblivious. And yeah. that's really sad. But a, a lot of things are blindsiding sweet Otis. Yeah. So they bring this coworker in and they say that he, at first he was like, really? At first I'm like, well, this has got to be the guy, right? Oh, yeah. And they bring him in and he's like, really super cooperative and then not anymore yeah you know i found that really weird like he had first agreed to take a polygraph and then he rescinded and then he asked for a lawyer yeah but here's my thing about that we need to like we need to find a different word that's not being uncooperative that's like oh they're looking at me for this sure. murder that i didn't do sure i'm gonna be smart about it yeah. you know we, it's what i would do no joke we, if steve went missing and was found dead i'm not joking i would immediately get a lawyer absolutely remember in the britney drexel case with that guy who like hightailed it out of Myrtle Beach and got yes. a lawyer. I was yeah. like, yeah, he was scared shit. Well, he didn't do it and no. he was scared shitless. And I agree. Like, I totally stop agree. calling that uncooperative. Yeah, that's, that's just like a, a guy point. who's actually following the law and like using his rights. Yeah, you know what I mean? What if he said something yeah. or, or you know, or divulged? there's shitty cops that are just looking to pin this on somebody? Yeah. Like that happens. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but he had an alibi. So he was completely cleared as a, as a suspect. And now Otis has all of these mixed emotions, which I totally actually understand. Like, yeah. he's hurt by this affair news, but also worried about his wife. He's mad. He feels betrayed. He's confused. I mean, I can't even imagine what was going through his mind. When he this says that, out. like, meanwhile, Otis is left alone to grapple with a mix of emotions. He misses Tina desperately, but he's hurt by what he's heard about her straying from him. He wants so badly to confront his wife, but as the days and weeks pass, he doesn't know if he'll ever get the chance. Otis wanted to confront his wife and I was like maybe that's one of the things you don't say out loud yeah. maybe it's like let's still focus on finding her more than anything let's find her then we'll talk then, then we can you know scream I mean? at yeah, her yeah yeah and also did anybody look inside the Walmart yeah. I'm still he's still wondering we found the car at a Walmart parking lot looked in the trunk she wasn't there and then we left we didn't yeah. think there was anywhere else to look <laughs> so <laughs> she in the trunk no then I don't know where she could be <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> if she's not in the trunk, she's gone. It's cold. It's it's officially a cold case. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Pack, all right, pack it up. Don't pack it. No, he said pack it up. The sit is done. Not in the trunk. I don't know where she is. Do you want to look in the Walmart? No, she's not in the trunk. Pack it up. <laughs> Just really agitated cops. So the family has essentially put their lives on hold for the past couple weeks, yeah. and at some time they just have to kind of 
go back to work, go back to life. How and long would it take you to go back to work if I went missing? Six hours. Because <laughs> I, honey. Because you'd be like, now this podcast is mine. Yeah. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Be like, Rabia, what yeah. you doing, girl? About six months after all that, I had taken off work. So I went back to work. It was really hard when you, when you have a four-year-old and his mama's not there anymore. And I always ask him where his mama is. Is she, where's she coming back? Don't forget, they have Tyler, the four-year-old, and he doesn't understand what's going on. He's it's just wondering so where sad. his mom is. Yeah. Like the mom, you know, Tina's mom goes into overdrive. Like she, yeah. like the way that she copes is by continuing to put around the flyers. She joins forces with other families of missing people in the area. She created a foundation and like the months turn to years. I and I literally went, oh my God. Yeah. So we're at December 2002. Yes. What do you call December 26th? Someone else calls it Boxing Day. Yeah, I call it Boxing Day. Is that like a British thing? I actually don't know. I learned when I worked at The Gap, we worked the day after and they called it Boxing Day. And the reason they gave was because everyone does their returns the day after Christmas. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think they named a day after what happens at the Gap. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think the Gap got its own like extra holiday. I got an idea. <laughs> you work at the Gap. No, I know. I got an idea. Go with me. Okay. Because people bring back boxes. <laughs> It's called Boxing Day. That is remarkable. Yeah. That is that is a remarkable idea. Yeah. We're keeping it. Yeah. Mark the calendars. I think it says Boxing Day. Also, tell all your friends. That's what it's called now. I don't know. but It's I, just called Boxing Day? But I do call it Boxing Day. But I also, know. I was married to a British man, so I don't know yeah. the root of that. Anyway. With that body. Are you quite finished? <laughs> I realized I haven't given you hell about how hot he was for a while. Like 10 minutes, my dude. Yeah. You said it this episode thrice. I know. I'm really thinking about the body right now. You know, I think you're... <laughs> what is that thing when you remember... I think it's a Mandela effect. Oh, yeah? In like, what way? Like, you think it's one thing, but it's really not that. Is it not that good? Honey, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a minute. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay, but it, can we work? Yeah, just my final thought. It yeah. seems like the kind of body that never quits, so I bet it's still pretty good. Can I quit this? <laughs> you actually can't. You signed a contract. <laughs> In blood. Um, anyway, so it's Boxing Day. <laughs> Do you think they call it that because of how things work at the Gap? We just do it again. Do you think President's Day is called President's Day because that's the birthday of the president of the Gap Corporation? All the holidays around the Gap. Do you think they call it Independence Day because that's it marks the day that Banana Republic became independent from the Gap? Do you think they call it Thanksgiving because that's the day people realize how grateful they are for the Gap? I'm serious. What if they all just like... Do you think they call it Labor Day because that's the day we honor the workers at the Gap? What if all of our listeners are on a text chain and they're like, hey, let's just shut this off. Yeah. And they just all shut it off at the same time. You know what? I'm real tired of pulling over. Uh, and that gap uh, thing went on a little yeah. longer than I needed to. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. I really pull it together. Pull it together. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, so anyway, it's boxing. It's still fucking boxing day. Get your life together. Oh. It's December 26th, 2002. Oh, God. We're still in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, my God. Well, what if we just stopped talking? I know. You know what? Thank you. Join the Patreon. Three full bonus episodes every month. It is December 26th, 2002. We're in Jacksonville, Florida. So it's December 26, 2002. It's three years since Tina went missing, and they find a body on an old naval base. We did it. We did, we it. did, we did it. it. We did it. We did it. We were watching on TV, and they said that a body had been found out at Cecil Field. Cecil Field, a former naval base, is located just eight miles further on the same road where Tina's car was found. 
course it was like some fucking dude just walking through the woods finds human fucking remains. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> a land server? I don't I, I didn't even want to Google what that is. Because My- I stopped remember the mushroom hunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a hundred emails about mushroom hunters. Oh yeah? Yeah. People love to correspond with you. Yeah. They really love They also love mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and hunting them, and that's a job. But my thing is, like, I want to hear this 911 call when this guy, like, calls to report the human fucking remains. Like, everyone is so calm about it. Yeah. You're in the woods and you find human remains? Could Are you, you kidding me? I know, no, I know. Could you imagine? But no. The point is, Papa Elmer got this information and he. And Mama Linda just knew in their gut that yeah. it was Tina. So a few days later, they call them with the items that they had recovered from the general area yeah. that the remains were found. And remember, like, Dave, you know, Tina's been missing for three years. Yeah. So, like, if the body of this person has been there the whole time, like, things are scattered. Right. It's kind of a mess. But they were able to find some things in addition to, like, the remains. The first one that they showed us was the wedding ring that I bought her. The second item was the watch that her mama bought her for Christmas that their Christmas was before just a few months ago and that was devastating we knew then that that was her they send all the remains to a dna lab and you know they they get the results after 13 fucking weeks i've said this on tco we need labs on every turn every dunkin fucking donuts into a fucking right? dna lab like I know. 13 weeks to find out if that's your missing person like that is unconscionable but it is tina it's her and it's been so long and the body's been out there in the elements for so long that they can't really tell what happened or even really how long she's been there yeah and the closure is really good for like their hearts but they don't really have like really any answers as to what happened yeah and the case kind of picks back up a little bit in terms of trying to now find what happened to her or who hurt her or who killed her yeah and they try as hard as they can but they kind of breeze over this Yeah. Originally, there was a man brought in for questioning. Now, the man was their neighbor. So this is a different person than the other guy we told you about before that didn't want to take the polygraph? Right. So... This is a former person who used to work. Now, the, the well, old. Well, he's probably still a person, I would think. You know what I mean? Like, he's. Okay, still. A, how do I say this? He's still a person, uh-huh. but like a former. Um, a person of interest. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You speak in cursive sometimes, so I don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> he's a former person, anyway. He was their neighbor, and he worked on that naval base. And they make the point that like not just anybody back then could get onto the naval base. You had to actually work on the naval base to get there. So this guy all of a sudden becomes a really good suspect and guess what girl? Yeah. There's rumors that like he was having an affair with Tina as well. Tina was having affairs with everybody and no judgment. Go do what you gotta do. I was very confused at this point. Well, I, just, I was like, is this the same guy like the original guy that didn't take the polygraph? But no, it's no, another it's person. it's a totally separate guy and Detective Warren was like, when we first interviewed this person that worked out at Cecil Phil, he was uh, cooperative uh, to a certain extent, and then he became deceiving. It made me anxious to uh, talk to him again and uh, try to go at them hard to see if they had anything to do with her demise. We brought that guy in originally for yeah. questioning, and something about him bothered me. And yeah. I was like, did you want to expand on that, my dude? So they bring the neighbor back in for questioning again and for a polygraph. Now, this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> my bra took yeah. some steps to deceive the polygraph. Now, listen, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, have you heard of these steps to deceive a polygraph no, before? No, I mean, I've heard of things like slow down your heart rate and things like that. Right. Smith has also gotten a t- that the man planned to sabotage the investigation with products he thinks will influence the results of the polygraph. Things such as um, antiperspirant on the fingertips, NyQuil to take to deceive us uh, on a polygraph. He also put deodorant on his fingertips (laughs) because the polygraph can measure moisture and perspiration, which I'm going to go ahead and say, like, uh, first of all, we've never heard that on any of these episodes. And while you're obviously a lying piece of shit, The ingenuity is remarkable. Well, kind of. The the thing is, the cops only knew that he did this because, A, somebody fucking ratted this guy out. Somebody called. Somebody was like, bye, Wilbur. Have fun down at the station. Just wanted to let you know, girl. My my brother Wilbur's coming in and he's taking some steps. This guy could not be bothered to take the NyQuil and do like the deodorant on the fingertips at home. He does it in the car in the parking lot. I mean, why not? I mean, they go to his car and find the NyQuil. We also, in the reenactment, we see a bottle of NyQuil in a car that's filthy. 
Nazi. Yeah. As though, like, he just, like, poured NyQuil all over the place. Yeah, and, he like, was like, ah. <laughs> he was, like, in Cabo with yeah. tequila. He was like, ah. He was, like, the lake bottom at, like, at an underwear party. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any poppers, but I do have this NyQuil. Take it. Take it, bitch. See what happens. Is he on the quill? Yeah, he's on the quill. He's out of poppers. Yeah. He's just out of poppers. So they go back to the family and they said, hey, we're investigating your neighbor. And then We're once- investigating your neighbor. Yeah. We're then- investigating your neighbors. Once Otis hears that, he's like, you know what? When the investigation first started, friends and family members all gathered at the house. And we thought back on where is he at? He never came around. That was a a strange feeling. Everyone, like, came over and said hi and came over with snacks and casseroles. Yeah. I didn't see that guy. And not only that, soon thereafter, he and his wife got divorced and he moved to Georgia. No one has seen hide nor hair of this guy since. And where did his ex-wife move to? She moved to to somewhere else in Florida. Daytona. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But the other thing, too, is that, like, everybody in Tina's family knows this guy. No one believes it could be him. No one believed it. It was a neighbor. Yeah. So he worked at that naval base. For sure, might have been sticking it to Tina. Yeah. And also, inexplicably, moved out of state yeah. when all of this shit went down. And they still were like, nah, I can't buy him. No. <laughs> nah, I don't believe it for a second. But the, the the fact remains that nothing physically tied him to the case whatsoever, other yeah. than the lying thing. But again, like maybe he was just like nervous. But that's because know. they didn't find the body for three years. Like there might have been great physical evidence on the body. Right. You yeah. know? And again, I say, I mean, like that's kind of how it ends. And I'm like, this feels a little bit to me like a left on purpose went wrong. Yeah. You know, you say, I didn't think of that, but I absolutely think that could be it. And yeah. Is there any, do you have any updates? No, I mean, this is an open case. And, you know, just always to remember, there's no, you know, statute of limitations for murder. So anything that anybody knows about this case that can help the McQuaig family, you can contact the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office at 904 6 Three zero zero five zero zero, or you can always contact Crime Stoppers if you ever have anything you want to tell them. I yeah. I just call them to say hi sometimes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. One eight six six eight four five tips. Say something funny. You guys. <laughs> you guys, if you. <laughs> I can't stop. If you want more of the shenanigans, join us on the Patreon. We call it the Drama Club. Uh, At the $5 level, you get three full bonus episodes every month. You also get our true crime trivia. There's already like 12 or 15 episodes for you to download a binge right the second if you want more shenanigans. I think it's some of our funniest material. I agree. Tell them about the close friend circle on Instagram at the $10 level. On Instagram, you can get just a little bit more fun behind the scenes. It's not a little. We like I we spent the entire day today doing stories for the best friends on Instagram. We mostly do it when we're together. It's way yeah. more fun when we're together, but just a little more into our life and we answer all your questions and we love you. And that's on the Disappeared Pod on Instagram. I joined the Facebook group. Uh, what's it called? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's called the Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group. Get in there, you guys. Get in there. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. We love you. Bye. A fucking air conditioning tech exam. Forget that. There's- Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> that- no. I don't see the option for calling Steven to the room and having yeah. him fix it. Yeah. Where I don't know where where E yeah. call Steven to the room and have him fix it. Okay. You okay, babe? Yeah. We're good. <laughs> you say the word, I will unplug these mics yeah. and we will go take a goddamn nap. Are yeah, you yeah, okay? Yeah. Oh god. Oh god, that sounds glorious. Do you remember the time that I hurt my shoulder and at three in the morning I was like, I was calling you because I was like, I don't yes. know if I can record tomorrow. Yeah. And you tried to get me into yoga poses. Yeah, the folded leaf. What of it? I, my body doesn't bend the way your body bends. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, we've we've made different decisions in our lives to make that happen. <laughs> oh God, it's hot in here. Okay. Is anyone still listening? <laughs> So anyway, it's Boxing Day. Nope. <laughs> the next thing I have written is it's an old 